At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Thursday show for you. Jeff Parles, VEASAN host, VEASAN producer, will join us as the story of the day is the Mets and the Braves. The series we've been counting down to, talking about for a long time now, is here. Five games starting tonight, City Field. It is going to be Carrasco against Kyle Wright. Mets minus 132 at Bet Rivers, total eight and a half. So we will go over that game, this series, the trade deadline uh, with Jeff. And I guess the Mets is where we should start as we talked yesterday and DeGrom made his return. Mets with a terrible loss as a minus 380 favorite. Braves won. The lead had been chopped. And, uh, well, yesterday, as seems to happen, every time the Braves inch a little closer, the Mets sort of counterpunch and Get a little distance as the Braves blow a late lead. It was one nothing in the eighth inning. Braves got a double play to get out of the inning with first and third one out. Except they went to replay and they ruled the guy safe at first. Made it 1-1. Castellanos hits a home run. Deep drive to left. And uh, 3-1 Phillies win. Mets go on to bury the Nationals 9-0. So Mets pick up a game and... Come into this series with a little cushion because I think Katie Sharp made a good point. And I'd like the Mets tonight. I will lay the minus 132. I just think Carrasco's been good. I think the Mets have some karma. Home field will be an advantage. Now, you know, we don't talk about home field day to day here with baseball because baseball, look, most home fields, it's the advantage is negligible. If it's anything, it's travel, things like that. Maybe a call here and there on the corners with the umpire. But of all the sports, home court, home field means very little, means by far the least in baseball. But I do think for a series like this, it'll be a packed house. 
crowd will be buzzing. I do think there's uh, some advantage to playing this game in York. And I just think the Mets, look, the pitching matchup is kind of a draw. I know the Mets, you know, they can struggle to hit at times, go in these long droughts uh, where they can't score. But they've been resourceful on offense. The bats have come to life ever since that Padres Sunday night game against Musgrove. Uh, they've come to life here. So I do think the Mets find a way to get this thing done. And I think game one is huge. Just take a little pressure off yourself. You're up four in the loss column. Just avoid disaster here. If you lose two out of five, it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, you want to win three out of five. Anything after that is just a huge bonus and probably is a knockout punch towards Atlanta. If you win four out of five here, you can pretty much kiss this division goodbye. And I think three out of five, you're going to be in good shape. You lose two out of, you know, if you only win two out of five, then you know what? Atlanta um, picks up a game. Okay, you're still in decent shape as Katie Sharp brought up a good point yesterday. The Mets schedule, if you look, after this series, yes, they have seven with Atlanta, and they got a few games with the Dodgers, but the rest of the way, it's a bunch of games, two series against the Pirates, six or seven games there, a bunch of games with the A's, the Marlins, the Nationals, the Reds, the Rockies. The Mets schedule is very easy. Uh, they're going to be very hard to catch here as long as they come out of this series, three games, four games up in the loss column. Mets are going to play really well the, the rest of the season. Assuming DeGrom's okay, uh, the Mets are in good shape here. Mets are in very good shape. Just avoid disaster here. Ideally win three. You wouldn't love two out of five, especially at home. That keeps Atlanta hanging around. But the Mets, minus 250 to win a division. I don't love that price, but I think do think uh, they are rightfully favored here. As, uh, look, these five games, they're as big as we've been talking about. I mean, this is, uh, here's the thing about having a lead. If you have, If you completely melt down this weekend and you lose four out of five, which I don't think will happen, Look, it's a toss-up race from this point forward. If you win four out of five, it's a knockout punch. Sort of like being up, I don't know, 10 or 12 points in the fourth quarter of a basketball game where, all right, 10, 10 points, let's call it a 10-point lead. That's not insurmountable, but the other team has to go on a 10-0 run just to tie, and then it's a 50-50 game, where if you go on a 10-0 run, then you're up 20 and the game's over. So that's sort of the position the Mets are in here. They're in the driver's seat, and I think this is a huge game. Obviously, this is a huge game, but... You know, they melted down last year against the Braves. Similar time of the year, late July, right around the trade deadline where they played a bunch of games. It was a four or five game series that week, that last week of July. And Atlanta won a bunch of them, hung in the race. Mets couldn't put them away. And then, of course, we know what happened from there. The Mets fell apart. They never got the Grom back. Atlanta goes on a run, wins the division, wins the World Series. So you don't want to be in a situation where you lose Thursday, you lose Friday, and you get start to get tight. But I do think, uh, you know, this game is huge. I think... Boy, if you could ever win this one and Friday, you can win the first two without DeGrom and Scherzer throwing a pitch. You can really get greedy here because the matchups aren't terrible for the Mets here. You avoid Strider, Morton, and Freed at least the first two days. Morton won't pitch in the series. He pitched on Wednesday. So Thursday you get Kyle Wright, who's good, good arm, but he's beatable. And then on Friday it is Walker going um, against Ian Anderson. So Anderson's pitched better lately. He's a good pitcher. Had a rough year, but he's pitched better lately. But again, he's a guy you can beat. He struggles with command at times, with control. So Mets are in good shape. I like the Mets tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a great atmosphere. Uh, football starts tonight. So pennant race baseball, preseason football. The uh, I know it's August and it's the dog days and it's hot out, but you start to get the sense here. You get in the turn towards you know the fall playoffs, football. It's uh, as hot as it is out, there is a little bit of fall in the air. So excited for this game tonight. I do like the Mets. They pick up a game yesterday. They are in good shape here to play well this weekend. 
you win three out of five, you're in great shape. You win four out of five, this thing is over. Maybe if you even win three out of five. If you're up five in the loss column, I know there's a long time to go, and you still have a bunch head-to-head -head against Atlanta in Atlanta. But if you can win this series, you're in absolutely fantastic shape. And again, this is huge to win this division. Not just because you go right to the best of five, but a couple things. You go to the best of five, the division round, you don't have to deal with that best two out of three. And you're probably going to be the two seed because the Dodgers are five games ahead of you. And you're going to play the NL Central winner. Meanwhile, whoever is runner-up in this division gets the Padres in the best of three most likely. Good luck with that. Have fun with that. And then if you win that, you go play the Dodgers. So you really stay out of the bad side of the bracket. This is the pretty side of the bracket is the two seed. So it's in, it's incredible to win this division. It's almost like if you win the division, you go right. It's, it, boy, it's a stretch to say you go right to the NLCS because the Brewers or whoever you could play in a five-game series could, but could beat you. But there's almost that element where, hey, you're in really good shape if you can win this division to go right not right to the NLCS, but you get the idea. You're in great shape to uh, to go to the Final Four here if you can win the division. Meanwhile, if you finish second in this division, you're facing the gauntlet. You're you're in rough shape with the Padres, then the Dodgers, and that's just to get to an NLCS. So it's a tough road for whoever doesn't win this division. It's a pretty soft road for whoever does win this division, which I do think will be the Mets. So excited for it tonight. Should be a lot of fun. As for the Yankees, they are off. They have an off day. They need an off day. Uh, I've defended Cole here, but he's gotten, for a guy who's a really good pitcher, and he is a really good pitcher, he just has way too many of these games where he just gets bombed out of the building. And I know he settled down through, what, five shutout innings after that. But look, six runs in the first inning and six runs in the first inning. Gave up a million homers. He just gives up too many homers, and he has too many of these blowups. Uh, again, I give him the ball in a big spot, and I don't feel too bad about it, but you, you, there's a little element of you just never know what you're going to get here with Cole, where he, you know, Look, I try not to use Boston last year in the playoffs against him because I know he was pitching on a bad hammy, but he hasn't pitched well against the Red Sox. Devers has owned him. Uh, he's had a few of these moments now where there's just too many blowups. He had the two-homer game against Guerrero early on. He just gives up too many home runs. He just gives up too too many home runs, and it, it's not a problem with the stuff. He's throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. You know, Maybe part of it's Yankee Stadium. It's a smaller stadium. Here's what's unfair. People like to use the Yankee Stadium as a small ballpark, argument against Judge, and they're not going to give Cole the benefit of the doubt because he makes so much money, but I guess that's part of it. The ball was certainly carrying yesterday. Uh, but look, Cole, who I've defended, uh, he's got to pitch better. Got to pitch better than he did pitch yesterday. I mean, six runs in the first inning is, is six runs in the first inning. So the rotation has certainly been disappointing the last month, six weeks. Remember that stretch middle of the year, late May, early June, where they were basically flirting with a perfect game every night, whether it was Tyone, Cole. They were just two runs or less basically for two, three weeks straight. It was unbelievable. The bloom has come off the rose here. Tyone hasn't been great. Cole's gotten knocked around. Cortez has still been good, but he's had his moments where he got roughed up. Uh, Severino's hurt. Montgomery was rough. Then he's traded, and they will actually see him on Saturday. So Montgomery pitches against the Yankees on Saturday. Then Montas goes for the Yankees on Sunday. So, boy, it's going to be strange to see Montgomery pitching against the Yankees. His first ever start as a non-Yankee will be against the Yankees. So definitely going to be strange. But the Yankees, look, you don't worry too much about them. Uh, Houston won. Yankees lost. So that... Margin in terms of the one seed gets cut. Yankees have lost, what now, three out of four after beating the Royals three, losing to the Mets. Yankees haven't played well for a good month, you know, six weeks here. Yankees have not played great. Starting with that Astros series, the Mets beat them up a couple times. The Reds, they had that rough series. The, the Yankees have not been a dominant team here for a long time. But uh, look, they're still on pace to win plenty of games. It's just part of 162 here. Nobody ever, I, I never bought these comparisons to the 98 Yankees. I never bought them. 
Never bought him. That team was deep. That team had great pitching, not good pitching in terms of the starting rotation and the bullpen. One through nine, they had tough outs. This is not the 98 Yankees. This never was the 98 Yankees. And most teams have have rough stretches, you know, during the course of a season. Look, if we were doing a show in Houston, if this was the Houston City cast, there have been plenty of shows here where, you know, Houston got swept by the Athletics, where they got swept by a bad A's team. What would we be saying about Houston those games, those days? You know, we'd be saying, well, Houston's got this issue, that issue. None of these teams are perfect, but the Yankees, look, I can sit here and, and scream about it all I want. I don't think Cashman listens to the show. I'm guessing he doesn't. I don't know that for a fact. I would love to get Kiner Falefa off a shortstop. To me, I mean, look, we've been over this time and time again. He doesn't walk. He doesn't homer. He's not great at shortstop. I don't know what he provides. Meanwhile, Peraza's hitting home runs every day in AAA. And you don't want to trade Peraza, but you don't want to call him up. I just don't understand that. Uh, Donaldson hasn't played well. They finally got Gallo off the team. Look, Ben Attendee, who I think will play well here. He's played well in big games. He's a lefty bat. He's a good hitter. Maybe it's some jitters with the new uniform. But look, you don't get forever here. It's been a week here. He's got one hit. I mean, he's hit ground ball after ground ball. I don't worry too much about him, but it's definitely been a sluggish start here for Ben Attendee. But uh, Yankees off Thursday, back in action Friday. They'll bounce back. Look, we mentioned it's a tougher schedule here with Cardinals, then the Mariners again, the Red Sox. Uh, feels like they got their soft part of the schedule out of the way. I mean, they beat up on the Royals and the Guardians and the Tigers and all these bad teams. Now you're dealing with a little bit of a tougher stretch, but you built up enough of a cushion here where you're still not worried about the division. And look, it's a matter of being the one seed, but that's another situation where the one seed versus the two seed, you might actually be better off being the two seed based on how the bracket is now where you'd rather play the winner of, and of course this could change, but Tampa, Minnesota as opposed to the one seed who has to deal with the winner of Seattle-Toronto. So something to keep an eye on. Don't worry too much about the Yankees. Uh, today is a Mets day. We will focus a lot on the Mets. In our next segment, Mets fan, VEASAN host, VEASAN producer Jeff Parles will tell us what's going to happen this series, how he's betting it, what he thought uh, about the deadline, that and more. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook, and a historic occasion. Uh, first time this has ever happened on the New York City cast. I had a, a guest book himself, not only uh, that he was going to come on, but when. I said, you want to go right after the Mets game? He said, you know what? We're going to do it at this time. I'm going to come on. So it is Jeff Parles, VEASAN host, VEASAN producer, uh, sort of you know, the Lance Armstrong here of the New York City cast, making history. Jeff, welcome to the program. You know, I, I will say, I don't know how much of that, because uh, if you're, uh, on a numbers game uh, the, on Wednesday morning, Gil Alexander made me uh, discuss my plight over the last week of, uh, of, uh, uh, of having my, the, the honor of having my first ever kidney stone, Will, um, which kids at home listening don't get kidney stones. It's not fun. Um, but I, I don't know how much of, uh, of me being uh, booking myself was... Uh, was me talking and how much of it was the remainder of my payments that I finished out when I was talking to you, uh, Will. So, uh, but as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. Well, I, uh, can I stick around? Is it okay if I stick around? Do you want to just take over here? Uh, what's, oh, where, where do you want to? You're running the show, man. It's your show. 
Where do you want to start? Uh, the trade deadline. How about we start with there? Sure. Obviously, Mets, Braves, huge series. We've been counting down this thing for weeks. We will get to that. That's the headline. But how about the deadline here? feels like they could have done more. Uh, who did you want that they didn't get? I think the one that the only one, the two things that hurt, the two things that hurt, we're seeing David Robertson get traded for a good but not great prospect from the Phillies and going to the Phillies. That hurt because Robertson is the perfect, would have been a perfect bridge to Edwin Diaz. A guy who has been in the postseason plenty of times, a guy is reliable, a guy who's having an awesome season, no less, uh, on a bad team in Chicago before being dealt in Philly. And that was a double whammy because the Phillies' bullpen, even though it's been better, they don't have a even though uh, Dominguez has been good, I trust Robertson a lot more than Dominguez in, in a big spot. So the Phillies, that was by, that was the only Philly trade that I actually really liked from the Phillies. I thought all their other stuff was just a lot of noise. I think Thor is a shell of himself. Uh, but that that was number one. And then number two, the fact that the Mets did not get a left-handed reliever is just terrible. Because they cannot, you cannot go in to a playoff series, especially now where you didn't expect to see the Padres in the NLCS. But now you might see the Padres, their best hitter, even though Machado might be the MVP and Tatista was almost the MVP last year. Juan Soto is not their best hitter, left-handed hitter. Freddie Freeman has tortured the Mets for years. He's on the Dodgers, a likely opponent in his second in the, in the NLCS, left-handed hitter. Uh, no, Yelich doesn't scare me anymore because because his back has just totally decimated his career. Uh, but when Harper comes back, if you see Philadelphia in a division series, which could very well happen, you're going to have to get Schwarber and Harper out in big and Harper out in big spots. You're going to be relying on David Peterson to do that. That's essentially what you're doing now. By having by not trading for a left-handed reliever, and those are the two things that really bugged me. Other than that, Will, we talked about that they had to improve the DH. They improved the DH in a in a gigantic way, and I just don't mean that by mean that by sheer size with Vogelback, yeah. but but Vogelback, the combination of Vogelback and Roth, the two the two big guys. Those guys against right-handed pitching for Vogelbach and left-handed pitching for Ruff are still very good hitters. And they are significantly better than whatever crap Dom Smith and J.D. Davis have given you this year. So I think the Mets actually did do enough to improve the designated hitter slot. I think they did totally fine there. I think those two guys are going to be very useful. I think Vogelbach, Vogelbach, it's kind of amazing Vogelbach's never been on the Mets in the past. Because that dude is like the perfect Alderson Bean type of player. All the dude does is walk, get hit, get get on base, homer, and has no defensive ability or speed whatsoever. Guy, I, I I think that guy is is going to get a big hit in a big spot in a, in a series in October. Will so I I actually like that part of the deadline. I know it was no flashy names, but let's face it, Will, they weren't getting Soto. Because they weren't trading him in the division. That was never happening. That was a pipe. And the only other name that was rumored to be potentially moved this deadline that would have really moved the needle for anyone would have been Otani. And I think the Mets will have their opportunity after the season to get Shohei Otani in a trade if they really want to. And if he doesn't get dealt, they're going to have a damn good opportunity to pay Shohei Otani whatever he wants after the 23 season. 
can we can we get Vogel back a uniform that fits? My goodness, what size? Is it? Like what size do they give him? He's busting out of that thing. And if he, I agree, he, he'll get a big hit for size. you. Well, what's that? They don't make the size for him. I guess He's that not. Big. What, yeah, what, I, what, what a mountain of a, of a human being that dude is. He's well fed. We know that. If he gets yes. a big hit, let me tell you something. He's not. It's not going to be a bunt single. It's not going to be an infield hit. It better be well struck because he's not beating anything out. But yeah, I, I like his game. Thought they could have done a little more. But look, uh, a good day Wednesday as they give away a game Tuesday. Tough loss. I mean, typical baseball. Typical uh, well, start. They lose a what game. What do you want? That, 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 that that's that, they got to keep something on brand from the past few years, of right? Of course. But, hey, this is typical Mets. I've used this term before. I think it's the right one. They counterpunch. They come right back. You figure they beat Washington Wednesday. They do. Uh, Michael Givens, not a great debut for the Mets. But they win. Braves not only lose, but cough up a late lead. Kind of a bad loss. Now it's back up to four in the loss column. And it sets the stage. Here we go. Mets minus 132. Total eight and a half. Do you have any plays, any leans for the game on Thursday? I, I do not. I, I'm At some point, the balloon's going to pop for Carrasco. It's just a matter of when. So I, I, I'm going to stay off of Carrasco starts for a while. Uh, Friday with Walker, I'm curious to see what the pricing on that game is going to be because Walker has still been undervalued, uh, Will, during this run where he's pitched really well. So that would be kind of a scenario where I'd be looking to hop in. But no plays on, on, on Thursday. Uh, let's see how this goes because, Will, there are the, the only – thing I don't see happening. I don't see either team sweeping this series. No way. I don't see a 5-0 either way. I don't, Even a 4 out of 5 seems far-fetched. So I, I would think it's going to be 3-2 somebody. More likely than not, yes. But a 5-0 a is not happening. A 4-1 could happen. And it could happen either way. Both teams are capable of doing a 4-1 to the other. But I just don't see it happening. Uh, but look, I, if you're the Mets here... Just avoid the calamity. Yeah. Avoid losing four out of five. Avoid getting swept. Come out of the weekend, either two and a half games and three in the loss count clear. Or yep. if you win three out of f five, then you're four and a half clear and five clear. Then you're in great shape because you obviously these teams see each other again pretty quickly in Atlanta. Uh, not the next weekend, but the weekend, the week after that, they see see each other in Atlanta again. I, you're at the point now for the Mets where I really do think the Mets match up pretty well with this Atlanta team. I think what we saw in the last series is kind of what it's going to be. If the Mets can keep the Braves from hitting multiple run homers and keep the home runs that Atlanta will inevitably hit because Olsen and Riley are awesome. I didn't even mention Acuna. That's kind of just how good those two guys have been, especially Riley who quite frankly should be the NL MVP at this point. Um, but you're, you're, you're at a point where if you keep those guys through solo home runs, you can beat them. And the one thing the Mets did in that first in that series recently in Atlanta that I have no reason to believe they can't replicate because they've been doing it all year, they will make the Atlanta pitchers work. They will throw a ton of pitches. They will be out of the game early. And even as good as Atlanta's bullpen is, the Atlanta bullpen guys are not as good as Max Fried, Spencer Strider, or most of the starters that they're going to be throwing this weekend. Obviously, they're better uh, than Odorizzi, who we'll see on Saturday in the double dip. But I, I think the, I think this is a 3-2 series win for the Mets, Well, I think that's where it comes down. Wouldn't shock me if it's 3-2 the other way. But I, I really do think this will be a competitive series. It will be a series that we, we that will go a long way 
to settling this thing. And look, if you're Atlanta, you really got to be thinking four. You got to be thinking four. You got to be thinking, all right, get this down to a half game. Because as we saw with the Soto trade, even more so than we said before, Will, that Soto trade now made winning the division huge. It was already important to begin with. Very important to begin with. Now it is outrageously important because your run from the two seed in the NL East now goes to basically arguably two teams in the NL that are every bit as good as whoever wins the East. And then you have to beat the East champion with the other team having home field if you happen to beat the Padres in the best of three and the Dodgers in the best of five. It is just a a, a, a ridiculous mountain to climb if you get the four seed now with that trade for Soto for San Diego. Huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. Uh, it, it's, yeah, you said everything I've been saying. And, uh, you know, I think if you're the Mets, hey, this is simple. It's easier said than done. But win, th- win Thursday. Win game one. And yep. then you can kind of take a deep breath here and just sort of, you know, we split the, the next four. We're good. It, it, once, if you lost game one, I think the Mets will win game one. But if you lost game one, then there's pressure, flashbacks to last year, all the bad bad vibes, which I think the Mets have done a nice job flushing out this year. But I think game one is just important, just so important here where, you know, get this thing off on the right foot. Uh, if you could ever win Thursday, then, hey, if you win Friday, now you're in a position here where Atlanta's really on the ropes and you can deliver the knockout punch here over the weekend. Well, yeah, look, if, if Carrasco gives you a good start and you win Thursday night and then you steal Friday, Scherzer and DeGrom haven't thrown a pitch yet. And all of a sudden, then you can then go for the jugular. Go for the jugular then. Because then if you somehow, because looking at it from the Met perspective, if the Mets win four out of five this weekend and push this thing to six and a half. Forget it. The way the schedule sets up in September for the Mets, it is going to be almost impossible for Atlanta to catch the Mets with any sort of margin. Because the Mets schedule, the last 30 games, other than three in Milwaukee and three in Atlanta, are against horrible teams yep. horrible teams the last the last 30 games so it is going to be really difficult for Atlanta to really make any push if it's more than realistically three four three four is probably pushing it three might even be pushing it if it's going to September at three with the uh with the amount of games against crappy teams that the Mets have but uh, if you're the Mets if you if you win Thursday win Friday go for the damn jugular and try to Try to deliver an early knockout punch. We saw it in 15, Will, where the Mets in that early August series at home where the tide turned for good, where they swept Washington, Wilmer Flores then on that Friday, Duda with the big hit on the Saturday, and then the barrage of homers against Jordan Zimmerman on the Sunday. That was the moment the division flipped, probably for good. The clincher was obviously the decimation the week of Labor Day in Washington where Drew Storen's life still hasn't recovered from what (laughs) Johanna Cespedes did to him that week. And that was the uh, the David Wright slide in the fist pump, right? Labor Day was, yes. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. That's seven years ago now. Oh, my goodness. How was that yeah, seven years Yeah, it's crazy. Ago? Hard to believe. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally with you on all that. I think the Mets will play well this weekend. I, I think they're in good position with the schedule going forward. Uh, what did you make of what the Yankees did? I like the Montes, the, the Montes Trevino deal. That was good. That was good. You needed a guy like that after missing on Castillo. Uh, Montas gives them a, an arm you can rely on, and you know he's going to go six innings every time out and give you a quality, the good old quality start that no one cares about anymore in the stat book. Uh, and Trevino helps the bullpen that's already, we know, strong. 
the Montgomery Bader trade makes absolutely no sense. Crazy. Okay. Absolutely illogical. Because you trade a guy in Montgomery who I know he has his flaws, but Jordan Montgomery against competition against anyone but truly high-end competition has a very good role for that team in a regular season to try to hold the Astros off. And having a left-handed arm that helped in a playoff scenario, if you want to get him one time through the order, I know he got bombarded by the Mets early in the game last week, but you get Jordan Montgomery one time through the order, great. That sounds great. And you're trading him for a guy who cannot hit at all anymore, can't hit at all, is a speed guy who has plantar fasciitis, we have seen we've seen plantar fasciitis in other sports decimate fast guys' careers. Well, we have seen that a lot, and you might not even get him back this year. That almost felt like they were preserving. All right, we want a center fielder when Judge reads at the end of the season, which you cannot cannot be making any moves towards 2023 right now when you have a you're heading towards the number one seed in the AL. And you still could, hypothetically, if you beat out the Dodgers, end up with home field throughout the whole playoffs. So that move of all the things that were done at the trade deadline, and there were some things that didn't make sense, like the Cubs deciding to keep happening Contreras. Uh, there, there were a whole bunch of things that made no sense. Colorado not even making a trade. There, there were a bunch of things that made no sense. But that trade by the Yankees was completely insane to me, even though it's funny, Will. One of my really good friends from college does radio in St. Louis. And I texted him what I just said to you. And his first response to me was, that was an insane trade by the Cardinals. So, no. obviously, obviously, there's something I might be missing with Bader. Yeah, I don't but know. But for me, with Montgomery, that's a guy for St. Louis. They need starting pitching depth. I thought that was a boon for St. Louis. That they were able to give up a guy who they don't need anymore in Bader. With all the young guys, they refuse to play for Soto or are going to play the outfield now there. Um, I, I thought that was a really solid, good trade for St. Louis. That was low risk. And plus, like you said, he's hurt. I mean, maybe he'll be back in yeah. September. Sounds like he will be, but we've seen that before with injuries where, uh, you know, setbacks and this guy's supposed to be back. Yeah. Speed will. Very strange. Very strange move. I thought overall, you know, you added some bullpen pieces. I, I would worry about the pecking order here because they have a lot of volume and they have depth, but I don't know, like eighth inning, 3-2 game. All right, I know everyone likes Efros. Seems like he's got good stuff. He does. I mean, do you trust Efros in a one-run game? Maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll be great. Maybe he'll Jeff be Jeff Nelson 2.0. But kind of got to see it first. They don't have that lockdown setup guy. But uh, I, I thought they did a nice job, sort of adding to the team with Benatendi, the relievers, Montas. They didn't make a splash, but I thought overall they did a good job. Look though, Benatendi's got to get the ball to the infield at some point. I mean, it's been it's him. been a week. Yeah, I mean, he has gotten he's gotten one hit. I mean, it's a ground ball after ground ball. Eventually, uh, it, you know, the uh, as Gallo found out, your uh, your welcome wears out soon here in New York. You know, Will, I, I, this is a statement that I'm sure Yankee fans will vomit when I say it, but they're probably going to need Aroldis Chapman to be close to Aroldis Chapman, which I don't oh. think exists anymore. So, I mean, that's that is the one word. That's why I think the Trevino pickup was huge, because that's a guy that I think you can throw in in a big spot like that and actually. Even though, again, he hasn't been in that kind of spot in a while because the A's have been bad the last two years. Uh, but you're, you're, I think he's a guy you can rely on more than likely in a postseason scenario. By the way, Will, is Garrett Cole in a spot where it's somewhat of a big spot like today where he just gets absolutely bombarded in that first inning in this big showdown against Castillo? 
I, I mean, when, when is this worm going to turn for this guy in, in quote-unquote bigger starts? It's a, it's more than a trend at this point. This what this this is what he is. Other than the the, the world, other than the year where Houston made the World Series with him. I mean, overall, he's a very good pitcher. But for a guy who's a very good pitcher, I mean, he just has too many of these. He's too homer prone, and he has too many of these. I mean, it's it's hard to defend at this point. Again, you you give him the ball, you know, and you feel better than you know most guys getting the ball with Cole. You, you still, but uh, yeah, you make a good point. And people like to bring up the money anytime. Like this happened with A Rod. This happened with Stan. When there's a huge price tag, fans every time there's you know one sign of trouble, like, how much are we paying this guy? So there's a little of that with Cole, but I agree, too homer prone and too prone to the blow up here in, in big games. I mean, I mean, freaking Kelnick got him today. Kelnick can barely Oof. make contact. I, I know. mean, that, that, that's that's one thing for for Suarez and Santana, who we know are guys, and when they run into fastballs, they're going to hit homers. But the Kelnick one, and then, look, I I guess you got to give him credit for throwing five shutout innings after giving up the six, but still, I mean, you can't. You can't have that, and that is that. Look, I, Will the Yankees have had an amazing regular season, but I, th- I, I and I don't want to say too much about two games, but those two games against the Mets kind of sh- taught me more about the Yankees than it did the Mets, because the Mets kind of just did what they've done all year. When they had an out, because that after that sixth inning against San Diego on Sunday, the Mets that we saw all season long returned basically since then. Judge Homer against Taiwan Walker. Judge did absolutely nothing against Max Scherzer. I just, I, I do not. It is so weird to say this about the Yankees because growing up, obviously, will they were winning every single championship of my real youth. But they have to prove it. They have to prove it until they can be trusted in big spots. And the reason I haven't been in the World Series since '09. Would you pick them over Houston, or is it home field dependent? I would pick Houston regardless of has, whoever okay. has home field. That hasn't changed. The trade deadline didn't change that. If anything, that made me push closer to actually betting Houston right now while there's still some palatable numbers out there. So uh, I, I think the, Astro, it, it, the Astros just have a different layer of toughness, and we saw it against the Yankees in all the regular season games. So uh, we'll, 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 see what, we'll see what happens. As we go through uh, a postseason series, that will inevitably happen. But if you made me pick right now, I don't care who's on field. I'm, I, I, I expect Houston to be the AL representative. I will pick whoever has home field. I think it's that important. That's I think fair. these teams are that close. I think in 17, the Astros had home field and they won. They, home field held up throughout. Home teams were 7-0. And 2019, home teams lost a couple games. But again, Houston had home field. They had the walk-off in the last game. And let's face it. I mean, 2017, Houston was cheating. 2019, anybody can say whatever they want. You watch that Altuve homer off Chapman. Houston was cheating. He had a buzzer. I mean, let's let, let's be honest. So let's see him here in the playoffs without the buzzers. Now, they made a World Series last year. They're still a really good team. But I think, you know, I, look, I, I know the Yankees team has plenty of issues. Kiner Flayford at shortstop has been a disaster. I would call up Peraza. Donaldson's given them nothing. Issues with the bullpen. I still, look, it's not going to be a short series, but I would still, over the tiniest of margins, Pick Houston over the Yan- uh, pick the Yankees over Houston if the Yankees had home field. Here's a question for you, Will. Because we've assumed for months now we're going to get Yankees Astros, and I still think that's the correct assumption. If it's not those two, then who the hell is it at this point? Well, it's interesting because if you look at the bracket, and of course these things can change. There's not that much separating these teams, but it's interesting. And I think the one seed should be able to pick their opponent. That's a, a debate for another time. 
But right now, the one seed would play the winner of Toronto-Seattle, while the two seed would play the winner of Minnesota-Tampa. The, the two seed has a much better draw in round one. Seattle's very dangerous. Toronto's very dangerous. Minnesota, I mean, you're not scared of them. Minnesota's and, losing to whoever they play. If they win the division, exactly. they're losing to the wild card round. Exactly. And Tampa, this isn't a vintage Tampa team. They don't have that great pitching. Outside of McClanahan, everyone's dangerous in a five-game series. You always have to add that caveat. But it's interesting here where the, the one seed, you want that home field in the ALCS, but it might be a much tougher draw here in, uh, in round one. Yeah, it kind of works out the same that the NL very easily could. Because right. the NL, I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers very easily, well, not very easily, uh, barring something surprising at this point, the Dodgers are going to play the winner of the Padres in the NL East second place. And those teams are so much better yep. than the winner of the NL Central and whoever the hell gets the six seed. Yep. 100%. 100%. Uh, although I guess with the Mets' easy schedule, I don't have the standings. I can look at the standings while I'm talking to you. Uh, with the Mets' easy schedule, is it possible that they catch the Dodgers? It doesn't no, seem likely, Dod but is it The Dodgers are still too far out in front of me. And, well, the Dodgers are still going to win 106 games. Like, that's the problem. The Mets aren't winning 106. Mets are yeah, yeah no, you're right. Five back in the loss column of the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to be the one seed. Which, again, if you're the Mets, that two seed's the, the, the perfect spot. If you could pick your seed, if you could pick your position, you want to be the two seed. There is nothing wrong with the two seed, as we've discussed plenty of times. Whoever wins the NL Central and whoever gets the six seed, which at this point is NL Central loser and Philly, basically what it's coming down to because the Giants fell out. You're telling me the Mets aren't a big favorite over whoever comes out of that? If the Mets play the Phillies, the Mets should be like a $4 favorite in that series. And I know that may seem insane, but the Mets match up perfectly with the Phillies, as we've seen already this year. Yeah, that they won't be that high just because of Wheeler no, probably, and Nola. No, probably be closer to minus two fifty. That would probably yeah. be what it probably would be. Yeah, and in the best of three, the home team has all three, right? In these new Correct. rules. So, the, so if the Phillies get the six, they're going to Milwaukee or St. Louis for three. And same thing for San Diego. For all the San Diego love, that's why I don't think there's any love on their, any value on their futures. I mean, look at the gauntlet they have to go through to win a World Series here at oh, ten to one. Crazy. I mean, it, yeah, really. It could be three Maybe. for the Braves in Atlanta, then the Dodgers, then the Mets, then the Astros or the Yankees. I mean, yeah. that's that, their pitching's not that good. Their lineup's outstanding, but I don't know if their rotation's enough to get through that gauntlet. Well, in order to make the World Series, the Padres have to catch the second-place team in the NL East. That's the one thing that if they get those three games in San Diego and then you beat either the, the Braves or the Mets, whoever it is, Instead of having to fly five hours back to Los Angeles after playing three games, you're just taking a very quick jaunt, or as quick of a jaunt that traffic will allow uh, to go from San Diego to to, to uh, Chavez Ravine. That is a giant. That is a again. I'm sure people won't make any deal of that whatsoever. But if San Diego beats Atlanta in that in in that three game series, it, and I don't think they will, by the way, Will. I think if Atlanta... I, I was just going to ask you that. I would pick yeah. Atlanta, too, I think. If they're I, pitching. I, I would pick either East team to win a best of three with home field advantage against San Diego still. I, just I the, the, the The starting pitching advantage for both the Mets and the, and the Braves is, is, is significant enough in order to do that. Now I would be a little bit concerned about any reliever other than Diaz on the Mets staff facing, if, if it's an eighth inning of Patif, Soto, Machado... With a run, one run lead, um, that's one of those where Buck might have to say, you know what, I'm, a, hey, uh, hey, Edwin, you gotta get six tonight. Um, 
because uh, we, we got to get you through these guys. Hey, he's going to have to do it. I think they're going to ask him to do it too, if, especially in, in a situation you laid out and it gets tricky. Hey, do you wait until, let's say it's eighth inning, three to two game. Do you just bring him out for the six out save? Or do you say, you know what, let's wait and, and see if uh, Lugo, Adovino, whoever uh, allows a base runner and then make him work out at traffic? That's that's one that's going to be, you know, it's going to be a decision for Buck because, yeah. uh, he, look, he's your best setup guy and he's your best closer. And look, Mariano Rivera did it. He's been this good. You got to kind of push the envelope here with Diaz. Look, look, you, the whole Mets season is going to come down to Edwin Diaz being this Edwin Diaz the whole time. Because if Edwin Diaz of the past, where he'll give up homers, pops up, then you'll have a problem. You just, you hope he's not Armando Benitez 2.0. Granted, what we have seen this year from Diaz is the most absurdest thing I think I have ever seen from any pitcher in baseball, period, including DeGrom. The fact that the dude is striking out two batters an inning is, he shouldn't be possible. Even in this era, it shouldn't be possible. Where do you think he finishes Cy Young? Not as high as he should. Yeah. I almost feel like it's like the win. defensive player in the Heisman win. where, what's up? He definitely won't win, but no, he, he should... When this is all said and done, if he continues this pace, he should be top three in the National League Cy Young. Yeah, I was thinking that. Three, four. It's almost like the Heisman Trophy with a defensive player where their version of winning it is giving like a second-place vote, a third-place vote. Like, he's not going to win it. But, man, you, I mean, you strike out basically everybody you see. It's, uh, it, it's worth considering at least. Yeah, I, look, I, I think he should finish in the top three if he continues this pace. But Alcantara's just got – to me, Alcantara's lead – He's got a lot of rope to play with these next two months. Um, he's going to have to have a bunch of clunkers like he had last week against the Mets in order for that race to realistically tighten. Yeah, I'm totally with you, Jeff. I, uh, I appreciate you having me on your your show. This was great. <laughs> Let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, on, on the tweets at Jeff Farrell's uh, across the network at Visa in the easiest way uh, to get me, Will. What's your uh, what's your routine here for watching these games? You're going to be nervous. Are you like do you have a are you eat before? Are you going to be able to eat during these games? How nervous are you going to really, be these well, five first games? Off, I can't really eat right now to begin with because of what I told oh, wow. you at the beginning. That's um, right. I'm, I'm really I'm really uh, really changing my diet a whole bunch right now. So no, I you know what I will. I you can't work yourself up for regular season games anymore. Okay. You just can't. You can't playoff games. Be as psychotic as you want. And I will be when that time comes in October. But if I if I'm if I'm if I'm driving myself crazy over a series in August, even though it's obviously much important, obviously as important of a series as they might play all year, how how am I going to make it through through multiple playoff series potentially? I won't make it. I'll end, up, I'll end up with another kidney stone. Is this a situation where you will ever take Atlanta plus one and a half as like an emotional hedge, or you won't do that? No, no, not, not a hell with that. <laughs> if I like the bet, I would take it, but the hell with that. Jeff, feel better, man. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you, talk to you uh, down the road here as the uh, as the Mets. Look, we got a bunch of these games, so I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks for coming on. Will, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Jeff Parles. Thank you guys for listening. Download, rate, review, and subscribe. I think we'll be back tomorrow with another show. We'll recap some Mets and Braves. We'll do some different things. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.